Hey, good morning. Hey, I am so looking forward to these next five weeks, today included, as we are in our Easter series, Death Defeated. And, and throughout this entire series, we're looking at different key moments or stories from Jesus's life. So if you come next week and you have kids, I want to encourage you, come early. Out in our children's ministry hallway, we're going to have uh, some operation games, all right? And you can show your kids how you're better at that game than, than, than they are. And, and, and we're doing that because next week we're talking about how the sick were healed by Jesus, and how he had power over that in his life. And so we thought, hey, that might be a fun way for us to even enter into that uh, for you and your kids to be able to do that. We've got neat things happening all throughout uh, this series. Uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to egg people here in a couple weeks, all right? Not like you did when you were a kid, all right? All right, not, not like that, but, but as a way to invite people to say, hey, come, come to church this Easter with us. Then you already heard me talk about that. In three weeks, we're going to be doing our family fest where we're going to be having all types of fun. But then Easter weekend is always so special when we get to get together and celebrate Jesus. And so just so looking forward to the series. And today we are talking about baptism, about baptism. And how cool is it that we already got to see five baptisms? And, and hopefully, uh, we, I know we'll see two more. Maybe we'll see even more as well by the end of today. But have you ever asked this question? As, as we enter into this talk on baptism, have you ever asked this question, should I get baptized? I bet probably most every person in this room has asked that question at some point in their lives. Should I get baptized? See, a lot of times, for, for many of you, you might have asked that question, should I get baptized? And, and the answer to that was yes, and you got baptized at some point. But for others of you, you might have asked that question, should I, got ba should I get baptized? And then maybe you had a flood of other questions that came in that ended up overpowering that desire that God was putting on your heart overpowering some of, the, some of that thought, like, yeah, I'm ready for this step. But then these questions started to come in. Uh, during COVID, I had the opportunity to go and um, help with a baptism in a home. And uh, this lady, she was dying of cancer, and she was at home in her final days. And her family had invited me to, to come and pray with her. And, and so I, I came and prayed with her because she uh, had attended our church in the past, the church I was uh, at in Florida. And so uh, I was with them praying. And then a few days later, I, I got a call from them. They're saying, hey, my mom, she has always wanted to get baptized. But a long time ago, she was set up to get baptized. She was ready to go. And then she realized she was going to have to like go in front of everybody at church and get baptized, even though you don't have to do that to get baptized. All right. Uh, but she, you know, as she was in those conversations, she's like, oh man, I'm gonna have to go up there in front of all these people and get baptized. And so she started having questions and doubts and she put it off. She said, I don't, I don't wanna get baptized. And so then those questions and doubts led to her eventually stop going to church for a season. And then here she is dying of cancer. She knew Jesus already, but she had never taken that step that Jesus calls us to take. And so uh, with me and her family, we had this beautiful opportunity to, to come around her and, and baptize her there 
at her home. And it was just this beautiful picture, but I just think to myself, what if she hadn't allowed all those questions to flood into her mind and stop her in her tracks, right? We ask all kinds of questions. I, I know I, I asked a lot of questions before I got um, baptized when I was younger. And, and oftentimes it's not you know, out loud questions. A lot of times it's us wrestling in our minds. Questions like, hey, how is the water gonna be cold or not? Just wanna let you know, it's 86 degrees, all right, 86 degrees. All right, uh, we, we ask questions like, wait, when I go under and then the water goes over my hair, what's it gonna look like when I come back out, right? There's some worry there, right? Um, or, or, or we think to ourselves, man, I, I'm, too, I'm, I'm too old. Like I just saw a bunch of kids get baptized. I don't know if I can, you know, I, I've got a few years past them, right? I, I remember wrestling uh, with this thought when I was baptized in high school. It was actually my second uh, baptism, but I'll, I'll share that a different day. And um, when I had got baptized, I had been really pursuing and trying to run after God for a while. And, and I remember thinking to myself, man, like I, I've really been like proclaiming Christ for a while. What are people going to think when they see me and I haven't been baptized yet? Right? Sometimes even being too mature in your faith can begin to cause you to ask questions like, I don't, I don't know if I want to get baptized because of that. There's all these questions that we allow to stop us. But really, we should just go back to that first initial question. Why is God putting that on your heart? Why is God saying, should I get baptized? So here's what I want to do. I want, I want to dive through God's word today. And there's way more scriptures than we could cover uh, in the amount of time that you're willing to listen to me for, okay? And, and so uh, we're just going to dive in like a few of these scriptures today. And we're going to start off looking at Jesus's baptism. Jesus's baptism in Matthew chapter three will be the text that we go to in this. Now, here's what's so neat about this is it is God. Jesus' ministry. Jesus started his ministry with baptism, and here's what I want you to hear is, is Jesus wants to start his ministry in you with baptism as well. And so um, God began Jesus's earthly ministry with baptism, and we see John the Baptist, who is a relative of Jesus, uh, preparing the way for Jesus. Now, John the Baptist got the second part of his name because he baptized people, right? You're like, oh, all right, that makes sense that that goes together, all right? And so uh, God had caused this man, John, to be out in the wilderness, and even though he wore camel's hair and ate locusts, which that's gross, and, and he's out there, people, Jewish people, were coming out to John to pretty much get rebuked. Like, they're, they're coming out, and John's like, you're all sinful, you need to stop it, repent, right? And, and it's great the numbers of people that were coming out to John and John was saying, hey, you need to repent of your sin and, and then uh, get baptized because of that. Now, John's baptism is different than what we just saw up here. There's a different power in what we saw up here, but there's some similarities as well. And, but people were saying, yeah, you know, I don't want to keep living in sin. Jewish people were, were saying this, and, and then they were getting baptized to, to kind of say, hey, it's a new day. Well, here comes Jesus, and Jesus has never sinned. He's never done anything here wrong. He is perfect. And he comes up and he doesn't have anything to repent of, but he's going to get baptized. And this is a powerful moment because literally right before the text that we're gonna read in Matthew chapter three, uh, John had just been telling the crowd, 
hey, there, my baptism is with water, but there's one that's coming, that, that his baptism's with the spirit and fire. I, he's almost like, I'm, I'm, not even, I, I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals, essentially, he says. And then all of a sudden, the next part in the Bible, I don't know if it happened like literally in that moment, he's talking to them and then Jesus shows up. But the next part in the Bible, we get to read this part. Jesus shows up, the very guy that John was talking about, who's going to be next, who's going to be uh, the, the powerful one, who's going to baptize with, with uh, the spirit and fire. Jesus shows up for his baptism. Jesus is going to be starting his ministry after this. And so John, or Matthew chapter three, verses 13 through 17 says this. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? John's trying to backstep. He's like, whoa, 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 Jesus. Like, you're the man. I am not. Like, and you want me to baptize you? Are you kidding me? But even though Jesus wasn't repenting of any sins here, uh, this was something that God had set up. He was, John was preparing the way for the work that Jesus was going to do. So Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And this is such a cool picture in scripture that we get to see of our one true God. Our one true God has three specific personalities, but we just have one God. I don't want that to be confused as we read this next part here. Jesus God and the Holy Spirit is all one God. It says this, it says, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water and at that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting, or alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. So this beautiful picture, God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, all here in Jesus' baptism. Uh, Jesus would get baptized in this moment. He would come up out of the water. The next uh, text that we see in scripture is that he goes into the wilderness to fast and pray. He's tempted there, but then uh, you would see, in, in Matt, if you have your Bibles open, you'll see in Matthew chapter four, a heading pretty quickly after that is Jesus begins to preach. Jesus's ministry starts after this baptism. And, and, and Jesus will spend the next three plus years healing the sick, talking about his kingdom that's coming trying to, to, to uh, help people understand what he's truly trying to do on this earth. Not for just him, but literally to, to change our lives. To keep us from, from being away from him for all of eternity. And at the end of Jesus' time here on earth, he, he will allow himself to, to be taken, hung on a cross, and die there. His body will be laid in a tomb and three days later, he'll resurrect from the dead, showing that he has defeated death. Just like the shirts that all of our baptism, um, all of our people who got baptized today are wearing, Jesus is saying, man, death has been defeated. And so Jesus will spend a little bit of time here on earth after he resurrects from the dead. And, and as he's getting ready to pass on his ministry to his followers, saying, hey, don't worry, guys, it's not gonna be just your strength. Like, my Holy Spirit's gonna be with you doing this through you. He wants to give them some instructions about how they're supposed to live out 
this ministry here on earth, how they're supposed to continue to proclaim Jesus. And, and so Jesus is kind of having a, a pep talk with them before he heads up into heaven. And this is a verse that, uh, you know, may be familiar to a lot of you. Uh, we, I know I've talked about it from stage before. It's Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Jesus says this to his followers. Right before he's getting ready to head up into heaven, right before he's, he's passing off this ministry to them. Uh, in, in verse 18, he says this. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations. So Jesus is like, all authority, heaven and earth, it's mine. Jesus is God. He goes, but, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to go make disciples. That's what he tells his followers to do. I, I, I want you to go tell people about me, Jesus is essentially saying. Tell them about how, how, how Jesus died and, and resurrected three days later. Convince them that Jesus truly is the savior of the world. And, and here's how a disciple is made. Somebody believes in Jesus, right? And then they confess Jesus as their Lord. And then as they confess Jesus as their Lord, they become his disciple, right? We say, Jesus, I'm sinful. I need you. I need your forgiveness, we make him the leader of our life. So Jesus says, all right, step one, make disciples. We all got that, right? All right. Then he goes into this. He, he, he gives a couple other instructions. He says, after you've made disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I, I want us to just kind of try to sit with this verse for a moment because Jesus doesn't say maybe a lot of things that we might expect. Like, hey, make followers of me and tell them to show up to church weekly, right? Like, Jesus doesn't start giving this long list that his disciples should tell people. But Jesus does put something very specific next. Right, he goes, make disciples, baptizing them. Throughout scripture, we continue to see this mark, this thing that says, when somebody believes in Jesus, their next step is to get baptized. And it's just these things, they, they go together. And so Jesus says, baptizing them. And you'll notice that in our baptisms, we say in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, just like Jesus commanded in this scripture. And then he says, and, and, and teach them to obey all that I've commanded. But I just, I just think that it's so unique that Jesus says, hey, make sure you do this part. And so I'm, I'm sure that his disciples, they're, they're taking notes. They're like, all right, all right, Lord, you're getting ready to go to heaven. I'm supposed to tell people about you, baptize them, and then teach them your commands. All right, God, I got it, right? And, and so the, these guys, they, they hear this message, and, and uh, a little bit later in, in the beginning of Acts, we'll see where Jesus also tells them, hey, I want you to go and wait until I send my Holy Spirit to give you power. And so they're waiting, uh, Jesus' disciples are waiting for the Holy Spirit to come on them, and, and then the Holy Spirit comes on these disciples that Jesus has said, hey, I want you to go and do this. And it's at this time where there's a lot of Jewish people together at one time and they hear this commotion and Peter has this opportunity to give this first sermon to all these people who don't yet believe 
in Jesus. In, in Acts chapter two, we get to see the disciples first time of living out what Jesus has told them to do in this moment. And so they start telling people about Jesus. They start telling them, uh, saying, hey, Jesus, or hey, 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 Jews, there's this guy, Jesus, and you, you know about him because the streets would have been buzzing about what has happened to Jesus at this time when they're hearing it. They would have been hearing about his crucifixion. They would have been hearing uh, mixed stories about, they would have heard some stories about how the, the Roman guards who were guarding Jesus' tomb when he was in there, where they're like, oh no, they, the, the Jesus' followers came and stole his body. They would have been hearing that lie being told. They also would have been hearing this story about how Jesus, since his death and resurrection, had actually been showing up to different people. And they would be like, what, what is going on around here? And then all of a sudden, right, Jesus' followers stand up all these people, thousands of people in front of him, and they start preaching about who Jesus really was. That, that Jesus really was the savior of the world. And, and, and they say, and you crucified him. And, and for that, we need to hear this, that we all crucified Christ. When we sin, Christ died for our sin. And so in a sense, we're all guilty of what Jesus had to go through, but Peter begins to lay out this message, doing what Jesus told him to, make disciples, right, and baptizing them. And so he lays out this message, and we'll see in Acts chapter two, where he begins to preach this, and then he says this in Acts chapter two, to him in verse 36. Therefore, let all Israel be assured, this is in the middle of his sermon, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? So I don't know if you've had this moment before where you've been cut to the heart realizing Jesus is real. And then I, I wonder if you've asked this similar question, what shall I do or what shall we do? Because as the people were understanding who Jesus were, they, they were asking that question, what shall we do? And I wonder if some of you are asking that question today. Saying, all right, Jesus, like I've been following you for a while, like what, what shall I do? How do you want me to live? What do, what's my next step that you want me to take in? And so as all these people were realizing who Jesus were for, was for the first time and they were asking this question, what shall I do? Peter gives them this answer. Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I love this. He, he says, all right, you understand who Jesus is? Here's what you do. You repent. This means turn from our sin and turn to Jesus, right? We, we become disciples of Jesus. We accept him as our Lord and Savior. And he does this work then of changing us at that time. But then our next step is to get baptized. 
Our next step is to get baptized. And, and here's the thing, as, as we see in scripture, is uh, we, we baptize the way we do by getting you all the way underwater and bringing you back out because it's this beautiful picture uh, of what God uh, has done in our lives. One, the word uh, for baptism in the Greek means to fully dunk. And that's why we do it that way. But, but two, there's so many other scriptures that point to the fact that when we accept Jesus Christ, our old life dies and, our, and we get a new life with Christ. So literally, there's this picture when we dunk you under the water of your old life going into the grave and this new life that comes out with Christ. Also, there's this picture with baptism too that, that really comes what Jesus does in our lives. When we accept Jesus, our sins are forgiven. We're washed clean kind of like going under the water and coming back up clean again. There's nothing special about the water, but it's everything to do with Jesus. You see, it's just water without Jesus. That's why the step is always believe in Jesus and then get baptized. Believe in Jesus and then get baptized. We can't switch it. It's gotta be in our lives where we're saying we believe in him and then we take that spiritual step. And then God's got a whole road ahead of us as, as we continue to grow in our faith with him. But my question for you today is, are, are any of you in here today saying, you know what? Why have I never gotten baptized? Why have I never taken that step? If you're at the place where you say, I believe in Jesus, I, I accept him who he is, then, then I would challenge you to say, is God calling you to take this next step of baptism? You know, I remember uh, being in college and my lead pastor from my home church calling me and, and saying, hey, Ben, um, did you know that your stepmom is going to get baptized this next Sunday? And I was like, what? What do you mean? Like, they didn't even go to church with me during that time. What are you talking about? She's getting baptized this next Sunday. And, and my stepmom, she had been raised Catholic and uh, then once her and my dad had gotten married, they had kind of gone to uh, church together a little bit, but all, you know, for a while they had not been going. And then here I go off to college and they start attending the church that I was attending in high school. And, and she's getting ready to get baptized. And as I talk to her, I, I ask her, I'm like, hey, why are you getting baptized? And she was like, I started reading the book of Acts. And as I read the book of Acts, and I just saw time and time again that people believed in Jesus and then got baptized, she said, I realized that, that that's, what I, that's what I needed to do. And, and so here she is, right, an adult. Here she is, ha having known Jesus for a long time. But she's saying, you know what? All that history doesn't matter. This is the step that Jesus is calling me to take now. And so she chose to get baptized in that moment. I was so excited for her. And so I, I wanna ask you, you know, what are the questions going through your head? Because no, we, like today could be your day to get baptized. And, but you might be like, hey, did, I didn't bring any extra clothes with me. We're all gonna celebrate with you if you leave here soaking wet, all right? We'll, we'll, give, you, uh, uh, we'll give you some uh, plastic trash bags to lay on your seats. You know, it's gonna be glorious. You know, you can hold somebody's arm walking out so that you don't slip on the tile. That would not be good, okay? Um, but we do have a shirt ready for you, a black shirt for you to put on. Say, man, death is defeated. Uh, we've got two people that have already earlier said, hey, I'm getting baptized, and, and they're gonna do it uh, right now after this sermon. But during this song, if God's laying on your heart to say, you know what, today's the day that I need to get baptized, 
why not now? Why not now? All you need to do is you just come forward, say, hey, I'm ready, right? And we're gonna help you walk through these doors right over here and get over to where we're doing baptisms. It's gonna be that simple, but it starts with this. Remember, it's just water without Jesus. It's just water without Jesus. So you have to first proclaim him as your Lord and Savior. And if you're like, yeah, I'm good with Jesus. I've accepted him then let's take this step of baptism in church. Uh, we're gonna all celebrate, right? Go crazy and have fun. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a good time uh, no matter what happens in, in this. But I'm just trusting and believing that God is, is working and moving and uh, just excited for the things that he's doing in our church. And so can I pray for us? And then we're gonna go into this next uh, worship song. And if you're saying, hey, I wanna get baptized, uh, then feel free to come up. And now here's what I would say also though. If you're like, hey, there's somebody sitting next to me or in this room that I want with me, right? Maybe they've already gotten baptized and you want them to baptize you. Grab their hand and be like, let's go, right? And, and, and have them baptize you, right? If they're a believer in Jesus and have been baptized themselves, then we would love to have that be an opportunity. If they're across the room, you walk across the room and get them saying, come on, let's go. Uh, we want to just be able to celebrate you in this, with you in this. Let's pray. Father God, you are our King and our Lord. Lord Jesus, I thank you for setting the example that, that you would get baptized yourself, God. But God, also, it, it's so neat that you use this powerful thing called baptism to be a story in our walk with you. God, it's something you call us to, that when we believe in you, that you say that we should take this step. God, I say that I believe in you. I know that many of us in this room say that we believe in you. Lord, I pray that you would just continue to do this work in, in people's hearts now. And God, even if it's a, hey, I don't wanna do it in public, God, I pray that you would help people say, that, hey, if I need to take this step, we'll figure out a way to do it privately as well. Lord, let us be able to do this. Lord, you are our King, you are our Lord. And God, uh, we worship you and praise you right now. In Jesus' name, amen.